All right, Saturday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Welcome to the Christian Television Network onto the platform tonight. Hope you're ready. Brief little podcast tonight, only 55 minutes to go, so let's hop right to it. I just want to show you some miscellaneous things just to set up for you. My usual narrative, which is everything is a freaking lie, because almost everything that you hear is a lie. That's, that is uh, promulgated to you, that is propagandized to you from the media for various nefarious purposes around the globe, which I don't have time to get into right now. Put the first one up for me, Will. Just wanted to show you this. John Podesta's, John Podesta's friend, remember the whole Pizzagate thing? And if we were all conspiracy theorists and Pizzagate made nothing, it was all about a child. I don't have time to get into Pizzagate tonight. I'm just telling you, not that I believe every aspect of every part of that. I'm just telling you that there was something to it. Very weird things going on in Epstein's home, picture of Bill Clinton in a dress, all these different things. You can't just ignore these things. You can't make giant leaps, but you also can't ignore how weird some things are. So you had this Pizzagate thing where basically people were using pizza to cover up the, the possible trafficking of children. Well, John Podesta's friend, former White House chief of staff, I believe, or White House staffer under the Clinton administration, and, of course, endless Clinton acolyte, uh, Democratic Party acolyte, John Podesta's friend, who debunked Pizzagate, has now been arrested for raping toddlers. It's kind of strange, isn't it? The very people that are saying, you know what, this is all just a giant hoax. There's no child trafficking going on. This is all just a giant joke. It's a right-wing conspiracy. It's like it's a right-wing conspiracy when we tell you that the vaccine has killed so far, so far 17 million people around the globe. That's a fact, by the way. If you go by uh, excess death rates, that's an absolute fact. No, these 17 million deaths didn't happen before, but suddenly started. There's no excess deaths in 2020. Then all of these excess deaths begin in 2021, 17 million deaths. Right-wing conspiracy theorists. Right-wing conspiracy theorists. Really, is that, is that true? Maybe it's because they're trying to cover up their malfeasance. Maybe they're trying to lower the Earth's population. Maybe they're trying to kill people. Maybe they're trying to lower fertility rates. Wait till I get to that tonight. Wait, well, maybe they're trying to sterilize people. A mainstream journalist and close friend of John Podesta, who bragged about debunking pizza, and he debunked it, has been arrested on a sickening slew of child rape charges. Slade Somer, editor-in-chief of The Recount and friend of former Hillary Clinton campaign chair John Podesta, was arrested last month for raping multiple toddlers and babies. But you know what? This whole right-wing conspiracy theory, theory of, of endless child trafficking coming through the southern border, Pizzagate, and very, uh, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, all those different things. There's a right-wing conspiracy theorist. And the very people espousing that they're right-wing conspiracy theories are being, are being arrested for raping children. Just keep those things in mind. All right, go to the next one for me, Will. Breaking news, just so you know, here's another one. This is McGonagall. Breaking news, former FBI official who investigated Trump ties to Russia. So here you have another one. Now here you have the reverse, where you have the Democrats claiming conspiracy didn't, didn't exist, and then you have the other one where they're claiming uh, something that Israel is a conspiracy. Well, this one is they're, cla they're claiming a conspiracy. They're claiming that Trump uh, colluded with Russia. That never existed. So you have the conspiracy theorists that are actually wrong on this one. Breaking news, former FBI official who investigated Trump ties to Russia arrested for illegal ties to Russia. Just so you know, it's Charles McGonagall, former FBI agent. So that, just so you know, the very people that were investigating Donald Trump for colluding with Russia, are being arrested for colluding with Russia. And, and by the way, just so everybody knows, colluding with Russia is not a crime. Having illegal ties to a Russian oligarch, that would be a crime. 
So the very people that are arrest, that are that are in charge of governing mis and disinformation are the ones who put out mis and disinformation. The very ones that are investigating Ru- Donald Trump's collusion with Russia are the ones colluding with Russia, just like the Bidens are colluding with Russia. You know, Elena Batterina, three point five million dollars to Hunter Biden, and the only people very strange that Russia uh, has received sanctions uh, basically over their the entirety of their country is sanctioned by the United States except for the three people that gave to Hunter and Joe Biden. That's weird, isn't it? Very, very coincidental. But I just, I'm putting this stuff out to you because I want you to see that facts always contradict the globalist leftist narrative. All right, go to the next one for me. Well, Benny Johnson tweet. These are just miscellaneous things I'm launching the show with. Disney has announced they're pulling ads from Twitter from X. Yay, yeah, that that will save the company. All right, so let's look at the stats here. Put up the next one for me, Will. So we have the Disney's latest big time. I don't. I can't remember what this costs to make. I know what it's made so far. Disney's the Marvel flops at the box office. Maybe maybe this whole woke thing doesn't work. Now, if you put out Top Gun, which had no woke uh, uh, agenda in it whatsoever, no no you know woke relationships, uh, no you know just no no wokeness in it whatsoever, and then you put out Ghostbusters had no wokeness in it whatsoever, and those movies broke records. But then when you put out a wokenized The Marvels where Captain Marvel is now a girl, it it flops at the box office. I wonder why that is. I wonder why John Wick 4 does great, but Disney's The Marvels flops at the box office. And some of you might be wondering, because I wonder this, is how do these people stay in business? How exactly 300 million that it costs 300 million to make, I believe it's made 58 million back if I'm not incorrect. Maybe it's 158. So 300 million it costs to make, Aaron just sent it to me. And, and so far, it's it's made uh, fifty eight million. Some I don't know. It's flopped at the box office. So basically, you should be making all your money back on night one, week one, really night one to a for a Marvel's level uh, movie. You know, Marvel's level, level level movie that you're putting out. You should make basically all your money back on night one or at least week one. And it's flopping at the box office because it has one woke narrative after another. You know what I go to a movie for? To be entertained. I don't, as, as hypocritical as this may sound, I don't go to a movie to be preached to. I don't watch sports to be preached to. I watch sports and I go to movies to be entertained. You might be like, Tom, you preach. Yeah, because people come to church to be preached to. Otherwise, they wouldn't go. We're not there to learn that lesbianism, le- lesbianism is okay, that gay marriage is okay, that transgenderism is okay, that we need to have equity in all of our characters, that has to be this many Hispanic people, this many lesbian women, this many gay men, this many gay black men, this many gay white men, no white men whatsoever. Of course, can't ever have any white men because they're the embodiment of evil around the world. But we're sick of it, and people aren't going to the movies. I don't know how these people stay in business. I have no idea. Disney is hemorrhaging billions. They They are hemorrhaging billions of dollars right now they can bring in whoever they want to run disney unless you change the narrative it's going to continue to look like this see that little dot at the bottom that's where disney is right now look at where they are they're they're actually lower than they were at the beginning of this year and look how low they were at the beginning of this year so that's the facts that's what wokeness does i have a t-shirt that actually says wokeness leads to brokenness because it does All right, now let's move on to the big news. I just wanted to show you some miscellaneous things so you know that basically everything that you're seeing is a bold-faced lie. Every last thing that you're seeing is a lie. It really is. I mean, you're like, every last thing, everything you're seeing from corporate media, everything you're seeing from 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 the DNC, 
and about half or 75% of what you're seeing from the RNC are all eyes. Remember that the RNC, although we vote Republican, I'm a staunch Republican, more conservative than I am a Republican, but I am a staunch Republican, just vote Republican all the way down the district. I mean, all the way down the, the ticket. I am that. But just remember, it's Republicans that were pimping and pimping masks, pimping and whoring masks, pimping and whoring vaccines, just like the Democratic Party was. So you can't believe much that comes from them either, where you basically have the people that espouse the narrative that push the agenda is the DNC and the people that bow to it or try to make it palpable. Think about this. Basically, what you have is the is the DNC, Democratic Party. You know, you can just you can just say the globalist left, but it's easier to talk about by just saying the DNC. So the DNC pushes the agenda, and the RNC feels like their job is to make the agenda the agenda palpable for us. They don't fight against the agenda; they just try to make it where we can swallow it easier. So that's why we need, of course, radical changes inside the Republican Party, starting with the resignation of, of Ronna Romney McDaniel. So let's go to the big news. So the, all of the J6 tapes, J6 video has now been released by Speaker of the House Johnson. So that's all been released. You can actually go on Twitter, Twitter X. You can go on to Mike Johnson's own Twitter page. And he has, what do you call it, Aaron? Where you can click on something and find it. An L, L, what do you call it? URL. Like a link, yeah. A link. You yep. have a link that you can you can click on and you can go, you can go look at all the J6 videos. Now there's... Tens of thousands of hours. I can't remember how many hours there are. I mean, it's tens of thousands. I thought it was 15,000. It's more than that. So there's tens of thousands of hours of these videos because you have multiple cameras, multiple angles, all over the most militarized police agency on the planet is the Capitol Hill Police because, of course, when you have a two-and-a-half-square-mile area of the, uh, of the Capitol, you have to have 2,700 cops. Now, the entire city of Detroit has 900 cops. entire city of Detroit has 900 cops, but inside of the Capitol... You know, when you got a two-mile area, and think about how big of a square-mile area Detroit is. There's 900 total cops. And the amount of the difference in the population of Detroit. I'm not talking about D.C. Metro cops. That's Muriel Bowser in the city of D.C. They've got thousands of cops, too. I'm talking about just for the two and a half miles. That's the Capitol, the House, the Senate, and the, the White House, all that. Capitol, and then the White House has its own police agency, too, which is the Secret Service. You have the Secret Service, which is guards the president. Then you have the Secret Service Police Department. This is the most police militarized area in the world. And they couldn't stop one six. They couldn't stop one six. No way for them to stop it. You know, they could have called in the National Guard. So all the all the all the videos coming out, and it's just like I was telling you, and this is I actually put this out on Twitter. They tell you COVID-19 is existential threat to your life. Run for your life, run for your life. Oops. 99.9% survival rate. CO2 is an existential threat for your, to your life. Run for your life. Run for your life. Deserts are now seas. Seas are now deserts. Run for your life. This city's going to be underwater. That sea, run for your life. Run for your life. Whoops. The atmosphere consists of only 0.03% CO2, and of that 0.03%, 3% is man-made. Run for your life. Run for your life. It's the same thing here. Insurrection, insurrection. It's an insurrection, insurrection. Look at the insurrection. Oops. Look at the videotapes. There is no insurrection. They're all bull-faced liars. And again, I espouse this all the time, and I'm espousing it again. Everybody needs to be held accountable, whether it's Dunn, Dun, Harry Dunn, uh, I'm getting the names, Aqu- Aqu- uh, Gunnell, just his last names, and Fanon of the Capitol Hill Police that are lying under oath and perjuring themselves and causing sentence enhancements upon one, six detainees. They need to go to federal prison. Michael Byrd needs to go to federal prison. They all need to, because it's all been a lie. Tommy, are you saying that there was no violence that was actually 
uh, perpetrated against the Capitol Police? Yes, there was. And those, those crimes should be prosecuted. But why on earth are people going to prison under terrorism sentence enhancements that are further enhanced by victim impact statements by Fanon, Gunnell, and Dunn? Why are they going to prison for 10 years for strolling through the Capitol taking pictures with their iPhone? So let me, here we'll launch with this Ultra MAGA Party video. Follow them on Twitter, Ultra MAGA Party Video. Arrest the J6 committee and everyone else who flat out lied to the American people. Play it for me, Will. Domestic terrorists. It's that basic, it's that simple. The White House staff knew that President Trump was willing to entertain and use conspiracy theories to achieve his ends. It was only after multiple hours of violence that President Trump finally released a video instructing the riotous mob to leave. Like most Americans, I'm frustrated that six months after a deadly insurrection breached the United States Capitol for several hours on live television. I want to know what happened that day, but more importantly, I want all Americans to be able to trust the work this committee does and get the facts out there free of conspiracy. I'd like to take a moment of my time to ask for a moment of silence for my fallen colleague, Officer Brian Sicknick, who died from injuries he sustained in the line of duty defending the capital of our beloved democracy. The video we reviewed proves that is a lie. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. It was indeed a lie. 42-year-old Brian Sicknick served his country in Iraq only to be killed defending the Capitol. If they were willing to do that, then their dishonesty knew no limits. Some wearing MAGA hats and shirts that said Trump 2020. They yelled, Joe Biden is not the president. Nobody voted for Joe Biden. I responded, I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? She had on a pink MAGA shirt. You say, hey, this voted for Joe Biden, guys. Everybody wants to say that it was about politics and everything, but it was a large number of people in that crowd that were racist. People were bludgeoned in the head with an American flag because of Donald Trump. If you attack our country, we go after you. We jail you. We throw away the key. These are Trump terrorists. Call them by their name. The Democrats in Congress, assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, lied about what happened that day. They are liars. That is conclusive. And that fact should prevent them from ever being taken seriously again. So just look at the lies on that video in and of itself. Where you have Brian Sicknick, who was allegedly dead at that time. I mean, he was, I mean, you're Tom, you're being hyperbolic. I'm being slightly hyperbolic, but Brian Sicknick was allegedly beaten over the head by a fire extinguisher moments before you see him walking perfectly fine and going like this on the video, directing people. Doesn't look like a guy's bludgeoned over the head, no blood. He's not walking around semi-conscious, perfectly fine walking around because he died of an unrelated stroke days after the event. But you have Harry Dunn, that's the black male Capitol Hill police officer, the big giant guy, claiming that, he is, that Brian Sicknick was killed. He wants a moment of silence. And Fanon did the same sort of thing. He wanted a moment of silence too when he was, when he was testifying. Fanon, who is the son of a Democratic Party attorney activist in D.C. who grew up 13 miles from D.C. It was actually six miles from D.C. 
That's who these people are, whether you're talking about Michael Fanon, you're talking about Harry Dunn. They're Democratic Party activists. Here you got Harry Dunn say that a woman in a pink MAGA shirt called him the N-word. Look, we got any proof of that? So he says that because one person called him the N-word, which we know, we all know didn't happen, that makes everybody, there was, I'm trying to remember the exact numbers that were there at the crowd, but it was just, we'll just say 100,000 people. So out of the 100,000 people that showed up for the Trump rally, Everybody was a racist because one woman in a pink MAGA shirt, which was probably an FBI informant, because Christopher Ray refuses to answer the question, did you have FBI assets inside the Capitol prior to the Capitol breach with MAGA outfits on and MAGA gear on? So you have Harry Dunn lying under oath, claiming that um, Brian Sicknick was killed in the line of duty, Brian Signick, according, it's the same exact thing with Derek Chauvin and George Floyd. What does the coroner say? Coroner says George Floyd died of fentanyl poisoning because he had three times the lethal amount of uh, fentanyl in his bloodstream. What does the coroner say about how Brian Signick, God rest his soul, died? He died of a pulmonary embolism. He died of a stroke. Didn't die from any violence. We see him on the video moments after the violence was allegedly perpetrated on him. He is perfectly fine, but Harry Dunn is perfectly fine going and perjuring himself, living in an absolute state of personal embarrassment, lack of self-respect, lack of human dignity, that you will go up and testify bold-faced lies to people and get people sentence enhancements via victim impact statements. And I know that I've gone over this. But I just have to go over this again just so everybody understands. When I say victim impact statements, what it means is that you have a judge who has sentencing guidelines. So you can sentence somebody from anywhere between five and eight years, let's say, and you get Michael Fanon come in, uh, Aquilino, Gunnell come in, or Harry Dunn come in, and they say, I got a boo-boo on my pinky. And well, the judge goes, well, you know what? We can now, we, I was going to sentence you to five years, because, but because you called a, because the boo-boo, boo-boo on Harry Dunn's pinky, I'm going to give you an extra year in prison. I'm going to give you an extra five years in prison. I'm going to give you an extra seven years in prison, whatever it is. That's what these men are doing. Michael Fanon, uh, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his first name. I'm just going to call him Akeel. Akeel Gunnell and Harry Dunn. That's what they're doing. Not to mention Michael Bird, who shot Ashley Babbitt through the neck for doing absolutely nothing wrong. Just, I mean, not to mention that. So you see the video with Brian Signick walking right past the video, perfectly healthy, after he was allegedly bludgeoned by a, a fire extinguisher by these one six insurrectionists, and then of course you have Morning Joe, of Joe and uh, Joe and Mika in the morning there talking about how people were bludgeoned with American flags. Show us the video, please. We now have the video, Joe. We now have the video, Joe Scarborough. We actually have the video now, so we'll see if anybody was actually bludgeoned. Now, see, here's the difference between me and Joe Scarborough. Well, the difference is this. And Harry Dunn, all the rest of these liars, is that agenda doesn't trump the truth for me. Even though I am pushing an agenda, I am. I just admit it. All these other people, like Fanon, like Gunnell, like Dunn, like the mainstream media, they're pushing an agenda. They won't admit it. They'll call themselves journalists. They'll call themselves unbiased. I am biased. I am pushing a right-wing agenda for sure. I'm doing that, Un unashamedly, unabashedly. I'm doing that. So I, I admit that. But when the video comes out and shows that Morning Joe was wrong, Fanon was wrong, Gunnell was, we have video of Gunnell. Gunnell claiming I was, he had a head injury, that his foot was nearly broken. He had all these injuries, and we have the video post-incident. He's perfectly fine. I should have brought that one too. He's perfectly fine. 
Let me show you more. I'll just keep talking about this all night. Let's go to the next one. Well, Daily Wire pick. Just so you know, the FBI's focus. Because you got to catch all these one six insurrectionists. And always keep that word, insurrection, in your mind because that's what you've been accused of. And the same thing with COVID. COVID's an existential threat to your life. Oops, 99.9% survival. CO2 is an existential threat to your life. Oops, only 0.03% of the atmosphere right now. Far less than it was even a thousand years ago. It all, it's all lies. Insurrection, insurrection. It's all just a vehicle to get to some measure of totalitarianism. The FBI halted probe of pedophile, of specific pedophile. So everybody knows. They halted an investigation into a specific pedophile guy to focus on January 6th. All these insurrectionists. Remember, this insurrection, they haven't found one firearm yet. And they never will because now we're almost three years into the investigation. Which, of course, the FBI director still can't talk about because it's under investigation three years later. But they haven't found one firearm. Everybody there was not in shape. Everybody there had no ability to take over the government. But yet, somehow, it's an insurrection. and People have been arrested under seditious conspiracy and sentenced to decades in prison for seditious conspiracy even though they have no ability to commit a seditious conspiracy when you don't have any firearms, you don't have any tanks, you don't have any airplanes. Joe Biden said himself, you can't take over the United States government unless you have an F-15. Now he's accused, so the FBI halted probe of pedophile to focus on January 6th. Now he's accused, this, Jan, this one pedophile, now he's accused of abusing a 10-year-old boy. Alleged pervert sent undercover FBI agent video of a, pu- of a prepubescent miter male being anally penetrated by an adult. But you gotta catch the magamom with her pink MAGA shirt on, who called Harry Dunn allegedly the N-word. That's way more important than a kid who's being anally raped. That's way more important than a prepubescent minor male being anally raped by an adult male's erect penis. That's, that's, that's what the FBI is really focused on. Focused on people that test, parents to testify at school board meetings. That's really important in comparison to a kid who's being anally raped because, of course, the FBI is nothing more than the agenda bearers the narrative pushers of the Democratic Party. That's all they are. They're meeting with social media companies to suppress anything that's a threat to the DNC. Where you, of course, have the narrative inside of California where they've lowered the sodomy uh, penalties for anybody who commits sodomy against the 14-year-old. That's Gavin Newsom's agenda. And, of course, since that's Gavin Newsom's agenda, the FBI believe that Gavin Newsom is going to be the next president of the United States. So they've got to get off of they got to get off of pedophilia because Gavin Newsom's in favor of pedophilia. He just lowered the criminal penalties, the sentencing guidelines for anybody who rapes a 14-year-old inside of the California. You don't believe me? You think that's right-wing conspiracy? Please pull it up right now. You can go right to your computer, take a break from the podcast, go right to your computer, type that in. It's absolutely true. And the FBI, since Gavin Newsom, they believe Gavin Newsom's going to be the next president of the United States. They themselves don't care about pedophilia anymore. It's just like me look at the southern border. They don't care about pedophilia. They have child sex rings. Every day, thousands of child sex slaves are going across. You know that, Tom, every day. Come on. 10,000 people a day are going through the southern border. You don't think thousands of those are child sex slaves or child labor slaves? On January 6th, 2021, FBI, Washington Field Office decided this investigation was halted due to events that occurred at the United States Capitol building. So they halted the investigation. And after they halted the investigation, the kid was anally raped. Just so you know, that's the focus of our glorious FBI. All right, let's go to the next one for me. A little bit lengthy video here. Benny Johnson video. But you got to listen to this now. You have, again, this is clear. I'm going to set the table for you, just in case you missed any part, parts of this. This is one year later after the video, if you watch this podcast all the time. This is one year later after the video that I show you all the time with the interaction between Clay Higgins and Christopher Ray when he's asked Christopher Ray. 
Did you have assets inside the crowd that committed criminal acts or instigated criminal acts at the 1-6 crowd? Did you have FBI assets inside the Capitol building prior to the breach of the Capitol, FBI assets wearing Trump gear? Did you? He refused to answer the question because it may impede an investigation that's three years in the making, three years old. This is one year after that. One year after that. So here we have Benny Johnson video. GOP Rep Higgins asked FBI Director Ray point blank if the if the FBI sent ghost buses filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters. He won't answer the question about whether he had, whether he dressed up FBI agents to put them into the Capitol. He won't answer that question prior to the breach. He won't answer that. And he won't answer this either. Filled with FBI agents dressed dressed as Trump supporters to the Capitol on January 6th. Watch as the Democrats rush to cut off the mic. It's a little bit longer video, three plus minutes, but you got to see it. Play, play for me, Will. Director Ray, last year, you might recall, sir, our exchange regarding the FBI's involvement on January 6th and prior. I'm happy to jog your memory to quote, according to the record, I ask you, did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th prior to the doors being opened? You responded, I quote, again, I have to be very careful of what I say. To which I said, it should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th. A year has passed. We sit here again a year later, we the people, still do not have a definitive answer from you or anyone else in the Biden administration regarding the FBI presence and participation in the months leading up to the November election and in the weeks and days prior to January 6th and on January 6th here in D.C. We can't get a straight answer, although we have a tremendous amount of evidence harvested and reviewed over the course of the last year, which you will see in September. Stephen D'Artano, formerly in charge of the FBI's field office in Washington, D.C., testified to the House Judiciary Committee that he was aware the FBI informants would attend the Stop the Steal rally thrown on January 6th. You confirmed that the FBI had confidential human sources at the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th here in D.C., sir? Congressman, as we've discussed before, I'm not going to get into where we have or have not used confidential human sources. But what okay, I can we'll tell move you, on. you asked for a definitive We'll move answer. on. It's my time. You said no, you're not going to answer. That's cool. We're watching. Mr. Chairman, may you're, I answer the question? The moment, the moment will come. This is my time. Earlier this year, an FBI informant who is reported to have, quote, his quote, under oath, marched to the U.S. Capitol with fellow Proud Boys members on January the 6th, close quote. He said he was communicating with his FBI handler while people were entering the U.S. Capitol. Can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within to the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying not. no. 
no. You're saying no? Not okay. violence orchestrated Let's by FBI on. sources or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's, it's a vehicle that's, that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th, 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. Point of order. Sure. Just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Ms. Jackson Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. I've been very fair in letting people finish their questioning throughout my tenure as chairman, and I'll continue to be fair on that regard. But I will make a note to the members, if you could stay as close within your time as possible, we have a lot of people that want to ask these gentlemen questions. So with that, the gentleman yields. But uh, your, your point, I've been very fair in this, Mr. Ivey, uh, with everybody on this side of the aisle just as much. I don't think I accuse you of being unfair, Mr. Okay. Chairman. Uh, you're, you're making point a point. Okay, thank you. Uh, I now, rec now recognize Mr. May Gray. I close this, this statement, uh, Mr. Mr. No, Chairman? No, I, I, think, I think your time is expired, Mr. I note that, that other members across the aisle have been, been granted time, and I object well, to, my, to my question being, well, being closed. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters you, and you, deployed onto our Capitol on January 6th. You made, Your day is coming, Mr. Major point, Mr. Uh, Higgins. And suddenly the Democrat cares about the time when the ghost buses are being shown. That sounds like right-wing conspiracy theory, doesn't it? Just like everything that we've said sounds like right-wing conspiracy theory until it's actually proven correct. I'm not talking again about the QAnon crap. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about legitimate things. We said that this vaccine was a gene therapy. It was a gene-altering drug. And they said, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. We said that they were lopping off penises, testicles, and breasts of kids 12 to 16 years of age. And they said, no, we're not, no, we're not, we're not at, at the Boston Children's Hospital. No, we're not, no, we're not, no, we're not. And we're getting death threats, and we're, we're being threatened by people. And we're getting bomb threats until they acknowledge that they were doing those things. Not that, I'm not justifying threats. It's just what they always say. The FBI always says they're being threatened. That's what the left always does. Whenever they've been they've been exposed, they start saying that they've been that they're being threatened. That's that's what they do to take. It's a deflection to take away to to deflect away from the actual factual data that's going on. Same thing happened here with Rap Piggins. Soon as he starts showing, here's the evidence. Here's the pictures. Explain to us what, the, what these buses are, please. Completely whited out buses. We're just simply asking you a question. And here's the question that he asked. He said, did you, again, did you have assets inside the crowd? Twice he asked. Did you have assets inside the crowd on 1-6? Simply ask, he didn't even ask, this time he didn't even ask if they were instigating any sort of felonious acts or any, any sorts of violence. He just asked, did you have assets inside the crowd? And of course, Christopher Ray won't answer, but Christopher Ray answers, if you are asking if the FBI orchestrated 1-6, that's not what you were asked, Chrissy. Chrissy, you were asked a very simple question. Did you have assets in the crowd? We didn't ask you whether you orchestrated 1-6. We all know you did, but we're not asking you that question. 
We're asking you, did you have assets in the crowd? We're not asking you whether you orchestrate or not. Answer the question. Again, it's a deflection. It's a constant deflection to get away from the body of evidence, to get away from the body of facts. Deflection, use emotion, ask, you know, his time is up, isn't his time up, whatever it may be. Let's go to the next one. Well, here's some more facts for you. Nancy Pelosi has said for three years, that, that that police chief, Capitol Police Chief, my, I can't remember his first name. Son is his last name. Michael, maybe. I don't Michael. remember. Michael's son. She's been saying for three years that he never contacted her. Never contacted her before 1-6. Never contacted, contacted her after 1-6. Never contacted her. And that's why she called for his resignation the day after 1-6. Weird, even though she got four calls from Ray Epps to her office. It's weird. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Tom, that right-wing conspiracy theory. Okay, if it's right-wing conspiracy theory, prove me wrong. They can't because it's actually on the phone records. Ray Epps called Nancy Pelosi's office four times. That's a fact. That happened. Nancy Pelosi turned down the National Guard more than one time. Mitch McConnell turned down the National Guard. Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C., turned down the National Guard. So that the FBI could embed assets inside the crowd. The State Department could embed assets inside the crowd. Various FBI, CIA, State Department, NGOs could embed assets inside the crowd, instigate violence. Yes, some MAGA people did stupid things. Whatever level of stupidity they committed, they should be criminally prosecuted for it. And they already have. Three years into it, no Capitol Hill police officers were Grievously injured, none. You have these other, you have this Ganell who says that he was, Fanon who says that he was. None of them actually were, though. They say that they are, but they have no medical proof that they were actually physically injured. So she's been saying this now for three years. I've, I've never talked to Son. Michael Son never called me. And come I mean, once you think about it, what a demonic, horrible, wretched piece of human filth you have to be to cost somebody their career to save your own. Think about that. To lie. Cost somebody their career to save your own. And you have to lie to do it. So here's a Wall Street Apes video. Well, well, well. On the record evidence that Nancy Pelosi spoke with, with the chief, uh, Michael Son, uh, of the Capitol Police several times on January. So she said, I never talked to him. Before, during, and after, never talked to him. She said that when she called for his resignation, she said she'd yet to hear from him. And once you always notice, the passion that these people are able to lie. I mean, look at the passion that they have in their lives. Look at, look at the, 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 the conviction they have in their lives. Look how, they, how convinced they are in their own lives. Look at how passionate they are in their lives whenever she, you'll see her on the video. But he actually did talk to her during the time she said that he didn't talk to her, then called for his job because he didn't talk to her, knowing full well he did. Here's the video. Play for me, Will. A, a second set here. Um, in a press conference on January 7th, Speaker Pelosi called for your resignation on national television. I am calling for the resignation of the Capitol, the chief of the Capitol Police, Mr. Sund, and I have received uh, notice from Mr. Irving that he is will be submitting his resignation. Speaker Pelosi also stated that she had not talked to you since the initial breach of the Capitol, but according to your transcribed interview, you're on the phone with Speaker Pelosi a few times. Well, let me just say this. Many of our Capitol Police just acted so bravely and so with such concern for the staff, for the members, for the Capitol, for the Capitol of the United States. Many of them, and they deserve uh, our gratitude. But there was a failure of leadership at the top of the Capitol Police, and I think Mr. Sund 
uh, he hasn't even called us since this happened. You know, so I had made it aware that I would be saying that we're calling for his resignation. Uh, can you explain that discrepancy? Yeah, that is, uh, that, that is correct. I, I spoke to Speaker Pelosi um, three times uh, that, that evening, and uh, she went on national TV and said I'd never spoken to her, but I spoke to her three times. Um, the three, uh, three times were the first time when I went over to brief uh, President, uh, Vice President Pence at the secure location. Um, I had called uh, um, House Sergeant Arms Irving, told him I was going over to brief the uh, Vice President. I was also going over to do a personal assessment of the Capitol. At that point, things were getting under control. Uh, went over there, briefed him on when we can get them back into chambers with you know, uh, Mr. Irving being fully aware. Uh, he said he wanted to get Speaker Pelosi on the phone. He made a phone call from his cell phone at approximately 534, uh, where I first briefed Speaker Pelosi. Uh, the second call was when I left that location. As I was walking away, I met up with Mr. Stinger, and we started walking over to the Senate to go brief the Senate. When uh, Jennifer Hemingway, I believe it was Jennifer Hemingway, handed me the cell phone, and it was Emily Barrett's cell phone calling her, and it was Speaker Pelosi on the other line. This is my call, second call with Speaker Pelosi. Questioning the information I'd given to uh, Vice President Pence about when we can get back into chambers. I assured her that information was correct. I could get them back into chambers by 7, uh, 7 p.m., and the call ended. That was call number two. Call number three was 6.25 p.m. I was over at the Senate uh, from the secure location, I mean, from where the Senate had been sequestered, uh, and on a uh, cell phone using Robert Karam's cell phone, they dialed leadership, who was over off-site at a secure location, and I briefed all of the leadership of the plans to get them back into chambers. That would have been call number three with Speaker Pelosi. So you didn't have one call, you didn't have two calls, you had three calls. So Speaker Pelosi's comments that she didn't speak to you are inaccurate. That is correct, sir. Well, let me just say this. Many of our Capitol Police just acted so bravely. See how seamlessly she lies? Just seamlessly is a practiced practitioner of lying. That's all she does. All for her own personal profit, her own personal self-aggrandizement, her own personal fame, her own personal wealth. That's all, that's all that Nancy Pelosi cares about. And she gets, Aaron and I both got it wrong, calling him Michael's son, Stephen's son, former uh, Capitol Police Chief. Now, here's the problem, though. Well, first of all, let me just address this. How about Nancy Pelosi? There she is. That was on 1-7, 2021, with her stupid flower mask on. <laughs> so she's seamlessly lying while she's wearing a flowered, decorated lie. A mask is a bold-faced lie. Everything the mask stands for is a bold-faced lie. So she decorates a mask. It's like having a mound of manure in your house and hanging ornaments on it. That's what her mask is. So we have, notice her, her, her lie there. Seamlessly lie, get this guy basically fired. But here's the problem, though. Why is Stephen's son resigning? Why doesn't anybody stand? Why don't you expose her? Does somebody have some sort of leverage on him? I don't know why. I mean, they must not because he's saying it now. Why don't you stand and fight her right then and there? You have the phone data. You can subpoena the phone records. There were three phone calls between 534 on 1-6. son personally talked to Nancy Pelosi at 534 on 1-6. She says she never called him, never talked to him. Then he talked to her between 530 and 630 again personally. She says she's never talked. She never talked to him before, during, and after one six. Never talked to the man. So he's already called her twice before six thirty, and then at six twenty-five he talks to her again. This is Stevenson, chief of the Capitol Hill Police Department, talking to you, Nancy Pelosi. I know you're about five bourbons in at that point, 
But it's still the Capitol Police Chief. Couldn't be anybody else. He's identifying himself, talking to her, and she just seamlessly goes up to a podium and bold-faced lies with conviction. Bold-faced, counterfeit, demonic conviction. Look, I mean, look at that. I mean, I got it. You're like, Tom, you're being redundant. I know. I just, I can't fathom being able to, like, listen, I've told a lot of lies in my life. That's why I need a savior. I'm just telling you that living an absolute lie and seamlessly lying as a lifestyle is beyond my comprehension. Will you do it with demonic conviction? You just are able to do that. I mean, it's truly amazing to me that you can do it, that it doesn't bother you at all, that all you do is lie, and you cost this man his job. She doesn't even care. They sleep like babies right now with all these one, six prisoners still in the D.C. Metro jail and with all these people that should be spending uh, five days and already should have long since been out of the D.C. Metro jail, should have spent five days in, in jail, whatever it may be. They're spending five years in jail, 10 years in jail, seven years in jail, eight years in jail, 22 years in jail, 17 years in jail. They sleep like babies. I'm like, how do you sleep like babies at night when you're sentencing people to 12 years in prison when they didn't even commit a misdemeanor crime, but because you got Fanon come up and says he's got a boo-boo on his feelings. Ganell comes up and says he's got a boo-boo on his hand. Harry Dunn comes up and says that they're racist. And now they have these victim impact statements, which, which impact the sentencing levels that are done. You don't, even, you don't even care that you're absolutely destroying people's lives. They don't care. It's truly, I mean, it's, it's beyond my level of comprehension. Got to show you this. So here's the guy. You're like, Ray Epps, Ray Epps, Ray Epps. Got to keep covering Ray Epps because Ray Epps has been convicted of a single misdemeanor. Now, we don't have anybody else on video, not one. Now, again, how many guns have we found on, at 1-6? Not one, not one. How many Capitol Hill police officers were grievously injured? Not one. How many, how many Capitol Hill police officers, although they espouse, again, COVID's an existential threat to your life. CO2's an existential threat to your life. Four Capitol Hill police officers were murdered. On 1-6, uh, whoops, none were murdered. No retractions, no apologies, all your legitimacy, all your credibility goes right out the window, but they never come out and apologize. And because everybody, most people are low-information voters, low-information consumers of media, and they don't even realize they've been lied to. They're just on to the next screen as they scroll. So here you have the guy here, Ray Epps, who's been charged with one misdemeanor. I any, don't have anybody else on video saying that we that people need to storm the Capitol. Only Ray Epps. Allegedly, the big offense is the storming of the Capitol. Gunless, but the storming of the Capitol. That's the big offense, right? And we only have one person on video trying to instigate people to storm the Capitol, and that's the one person not charged with, can anybody guess? <laughs> storming the Capitol. Isn't that weird? Isn't it? It's really odd, isn't it? So here's a, here's a truth in media video. The first time Ray Epps approached Baked Alaska, Baked Alaska is a conservative pundit, and told him to go into the Capitol. Baked Alaska left the area, left to an area far away from him. Epps followed him, repeating his calls for protesters to enter the Capitol. It didn't take long for the crowd to conclude Reps, Epps was a plant, which he is. Play for me, Will. We need to go in to the Capitol. He told them at least 12 times what he wanted them to focus on. When I first saw Ray Epps, he came up to me 
This is January 5th. We're outside BLM Plaza. We're protesting. USA! 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 Ray Epps came up to me and started saying, we need to go into the Capitol. I go to another group way far away from him. He follows me, and then he starts instructing the crowd, and that's that's the famous moment. He says, we need to go into the Capitol. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Whoa. This is scripted. No, no, he, he's definitely a plan. 100%. Did undercover agents or assets for the federal government agitate people to go into the Capitol and encourage or incite violence? We are going to the Capitol where our problems are. It's that direction. So there you go. There it is. So that person right there, Ray Epps, called Nancy Pelosi four times. Those calls are denied. Stephen's son called Nancy Pelosi three times. All this is subpoenaed phone records. It's The evidence is right there. Why, why didn't the 1-6 committee ever bring Nancy Pelosi in and say, can you explain to us why it is that you said that Stephen's son, the chief of the Capitol Hill Police Department, who you basically caused to be fired, why it is that you told us that he never called you, but he actually called you three times, and here's the phone records? Why is it that Ray Epps called your office four times? Just explain that to us. This is a legit 1-6 committee, which, of course, we know that it's not, which I don't have time to get into. So let me show you some of this footage. You know what, guys? Just run this side by side. We'll do this until I, until I say otherwise. But uh, Benny Johnson video, what we saw. So here we, here's, the, here's the insurrection. This all the, now we know that Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, has released all of this footage. You can go on to his, uh, under his Twitter feed. You can click right on the link. Get all this footage yourself. This was the insurrection. See, now there's the Capitol Police Chief dutifully, compliantly wearing his stupid mask. Right there, look, look at that. And there's the other, there's another one up there, further on the right. Look at, look at this insurrection. Look at it. Now here comes all the cops responding to something that's not going on inside the Capitol. So they're responding to something going on. But this, does this look like an insurrection to anybody? Certainly doesn't. I mean, I'll show you the whole thing. I'm not afraid to show you the cops. Certainly doesn't look like, why, why, this is an insurrection. Why aren't they tackling all these people? All right, go to the next one for me. So here's another Benny Johnson video. Here's some more of the insurrection for everybody. Look at the tapping, you know, uh, patting the Capitol Hill police officer on the back, giving some high fives. Look at, look at those Capitol, look at all those Capitol Hill uh, police officers whose lives are in danger. Look at them all. First of all, they outnumber the protesters 10 to 1. But look at how their lives are all in danger. It's amazing, isn't it? So here's all this. This is the insurrection. So how can you have an insurrection that, isn't an insurrection. Just like, how do you have a vaccine that's safe and effective that kills 17 million people? Have you, how do you have a, a vaccination to stop transmission and infection that doesn't stop transmission transmission and infection? How do you have an existential threat to your life, CO2 that makes up 0.03% of the atmosphere? It's all lies. There's no insurrection. They look like tap them on the back. Hey, great job, officer. Appreciate you. Go to the next one for me, Will. Here's the George video. Breaking. Never never seen before video footage. Here's more in the hall. Another hallway. This is, I mean, this is real insurrection and stuff, isn't it? Here they come. Here comes the insurrection. Ready? Here comes the insurrection. Hey, now. There's the insurrection for everybody. Look at the, look how threatened the officers are. I mean, this is this is deadly stuff, isn't it? Absolutely deadly. Yeah, you know, there's some counter, there's some counter uh, videos where there is some stuff going on, but it's, it, mainly it's this. Look at all the hours. Let's put all the hours together. We can get all the perpetrators together. And let's, let's, let's determine whether it's an insurrection. Does this look like an insurrection to you? How, and now, now here's the thing. Now, can you, now, are there elements at times that you could call it a riot? And well, yes, but who instigated the riot? Did the Capitol Hill police instigate the riot? 
by shooting rubber bullets and tear gas into a peaceful crowd. There's definitely video footage of that. How many FBI agents were inside the Capitol prior to the breach wearing Trump gear? They refused to answer that question. How many FBI agents were in the crowd prior to the breach and during the breach and instigating felonious acts? They refused to answer that question. We have video footage that Aaron, Will, and I have played on this podcast where we have a D.C. Metro cop undercover, just like that's where Fanone, Michael Fanone, comes from. He's a D.C. Metro cop. He's a narcotics officer who's the son of a D.C. leftist attorney who just decided for some reason on 1-6 to not report as a narcotics officer and go and, and, and report in riot gear at 1-6. Weird, isn't it? That he knew there was going to be a riot. From a D.C. Metro leftist attorney. Weird. That's, that's his dad. Weird how he just decided to show up. So here's the insurrection. So we have to ask ourselves, is this an insurrection? So even if there was a riot, is it a seditious conspiracy? Because in order for it to be an insurrection, you have to be trying to take over the government. Not even beating up on cops. I'm not, I was a cop for 25 years. I am not uh, saying that anybody should beat up on cops. I'm not justifying beating up on cops, legitimizing it, or saying that's okay in any way, shape, or form. I'm just telling you, isn't an insurrection? Because it's an insurrection or a seditious conspiracy or treason. You have to be taking over the government. How are these people going to take over the government? Even in the midst of the riot, even if they beat up cops, which most of these people, this is what this is. This is the entirety of what 99.9% of the defendants that have been found guilty of various criminal acts at the Capitol. This is what they did right here. So how is this an insurrection or a seditious conspiracy when there is no insurrection and no seditious conspiracy? That's what you have to ask yourself. It's just like, how did George Floyd die of strangulation when George Floyd didn't die of strangulation? And if George Floyd didn't die of strangulation because his lungs were oxygenated at a rate of 95% at the moment of death, then how did Derek Chauvin kill him? Derek Chauvin killed him. How? This is an insurrection. How? This is a seditious conspiracy. How? COVID's an existential threat to your life. It's 99.9% survival. How? CO2's an existential threat to your life. How? 0.03% of the atmosphere is CO2. How is it an existential threat to my life? And everybody who perpetrates, propagandizes these lies needs to pay for it civilly or criminally, depending on how, depending on the application, depending on how it, how it needs to be applied. So let's go to the next one, Benny Johnson video. So here's some more, he says, here's some more terrifying footage of the insurrection. They see the Capitol police officer over here with his back turned to him. He's so scared of them that he turns his back to him. Cops never do that. Here's some more. This is terrifying, isn't it? I mean, look at him. Terrifying. Look at what most people are doing. Here it is. Like I told you. Most people, oh, yeah, take some pictures. That's all they're doing. There's more horrifying, horrifying footage. So now we've let out all this. You can bring it back to me for just a second, guys. We're going to hop right to the next one, gain a Fauci video. So now we have, this is, this is a great video, and you have to watch the body language. And again, this is Michael Fanone, son of, who, again, narcotics officer for the D.C. Metro Police, who who is a Democratic Party activist, whose father is a Democratic Party activist, who has perjured himself who knows how many times now, claims that he has injuries that never happened, claims that things happened that never happened, claims that people had, that he claims that various things that never happened. No time to get into all into that. All, all into that. But his dad is not just a D.C. attorney. His dad is a D.C. leftist attorney who is involved with numerous lawsuits against the Trump administration. And lo and behold, his son decides, after years in narcotics, to don riot gear on 1-6 and go work as a riot officer. Weird, isn't it? That means that you may, some of you may not understand that. If you work in a police department, guys who are narcs, 
who are working undercover narcotics don't decide on a moment's notice to go don riot gear and work as a regular officer. They don't do that. But he, for some reason, as the son of a D.C. leftist activist attorney, decides to do it and has propagandized himself, glorified himself, received his ridiculous medals for him doing nothing. You know what he actually accomplished that day? This is where I miss cussing because he just acted like a complete bleep. And it got ushered out of the crowd being protected by the very people he's now persecuting via prosecution. You could see him in the crowd basically whining and crying and people ushered him through the crowd to safety. So here's a Gain of Fauci video. CNN, here he is with, here's Michael Fanone with Don Lemon. The awkward moment when the footage doesn't match the narrative because you've had Fanone for three years profiteering. He's famous now. He's a, he's a hero, just like all the mask wearers and the six times vaccinated and the quarantiners and the lockdown propagandists and the six-footers and everybody else. I'm a hero. I'm saving lives from a threat that doesn't exist. And just like Fanon, I'm saving lives. I'm a hero. I survived the insurrection. Insurrection that never happened. Then there was no police officers that were substantively injured and none that were killed. Even though Fanon espoused that four were killed. Dunn espoused that four were killed. All bold-faced lies never retracted. Where here he is now with all this footage coming out, now he has to actually answer questions. And even Don Lemon is skeptical. Play it for me, Will. There's another clip that just obtained by CNN, and we see people with um, Trump gear on hanging out in the Capitol Rotunda. This is just 10 minutes before your brutal attack. And even though rioters have broken in and they're milling around, uh, could you have anticipated what was about to happen to you? No, I, I mean, I remember that moment, um, you know, being inside the crypt uh, just beneath the rotunda and and it was surreal. Um, I was listening to my radio. You know, Jimmy and I were searching for, you know, the location where we could be of most assistance. Um, but we were trying to digest, like I was trying to digest the fact that, you know, all of this just insanity was happening inside the Capitol building. And this is, they're just milling about. They had, all, they had, had they broken in at this point or they're just in there milling about? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I don't believe that any of those individuals that were in there, um, you know, were, were part of a tour group, if that's what you're asking me. See, now he has to go hyperbolic. Even Don Lemon saying they're there just milling around. They're milling around. And he goes, well, they weren't there part of a tour group. That's not the question, Fanon. You've been propagandizing and bold-faced lying and espousing asinine idiocy for the last three years. And now you've been proven absolutely wrong. I wonder why it is that the FBI didn't want to release this footage of 15,000-plus hours of facts, 15,000 hours of footage that dispels all the myths. And Fanon is looking, Aaron noticed this. He's looking, if you ever interview people, you can, you can watch them look for answers. They're looking for answers. 
He's trying to think of, I've been saying that this was an insurrection and my life was in danger and all these people are doing is milling around. That's all, I, what am I, I going to say? He's looking, I was down in the crypt and we were looking for what to do and I was trying to figure out how to grasp the situation. You know what he's actually doing? is He's trying to figure out in the moment how he's now going to answer for all of his lies. Go to the next one for me, Will. Let me finish with this. Got to show you this. Newly released footage of Matthew, of Matthew Perry. Matter of fact, put the footage up next to me, Will. Yeah, put it, yeah there you go. Well, Aaron, put it up next to me, and I'll just read this. No, 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 the footage, the yeah, video I footage. I know. Give me a second. Yeah. Uh, let me just read this to you. Newly released footage of Matthew, Matthew Perna, re, seen in, re, in a red sweatshirt, shows Matthew walking calmly in the Capitol, Capitol, uh, Capitol building. Matthew pled guilty to initial charges, believing he may face 6 to 12 months in prison. Now, they said that he was only going to get, they, that's what he, he pled to. It. Don't worry about it now. So after, they, after he pled guilty, that's him right there in the red shirt. He hung himself after they initially said he was going to get a life sentence, and then they promised him basically through a terror enhancement that he's going to get a heavy sentence. Love you all. Back here Tuesday night. God bless you. If you really want happiness, you want peace, you want joy, if you want victory, you want a great marriage, whatever it is that you want, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. And that comes through salvation. That comes through receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't, everything else is a waste of time. Okay, well, we win the presidency. Okay, well, you'll be empty. You will be. It doesn't work. Nothing, nothing works but God. You can fight it all you want. You can waste your whole life. This isn't even the message yet. This is all for free. You can waste your whole life chasing something else. You can. You're not designed for anything but, but to be the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. You waste your whole life looking for other things. Nothing works. No guy will work. No girl will work. No thing will work. No job will work. No vacation will work. No destination will work. Nothing. You're not designed for it. Again, it's like, it's like running a tractor in a Formula One race. It doesn't work. You can try it. You can be out on the track and participate, but it doesn't work. So I urge you, I urge you, dive into God.